Hey guys, welcome back to Paranormal Hotline, the weekly paranormal podcast. My name's Kaylee, and I'm joined by my co-host, Oshin. Hello. So, I know you're fairly skeptical about all things paranormal, but where do you really kind of stand on aliens? I'm not talking about, like, UFO sightings. I mean, actual alien creatures, not of this earth encounters. What do you think of them? Encounters? Yes. Well, if they're out there and they're coming to earth, well, people have to encounter them. And is that what you think? You think people are, they are coming to earth? Hmm. <laughs> Potentially. About, you know, 65%. Oh, that's actually pretty high. Oh, you're like 4% off. 4% off what? 69, oh. baby! Oh! Ah, got me. <laughs> um, nice. Well, I think you're going to like this episode because this week on the podcast, we're taking a look at the Flatwoods Monster. Or the Braxton County Monster, or the Phantom of Flatwoods, or just sometimes known as Braxy, which I didn't know. <laughs> Braxy's good. I like Braxy. Braxy's a cute name, yeah. Which we love. You know, its real name is probably like or something. <laughs> Equally chilling. Redacted. <laughs> That's a stupid name. Why would you call your kid Redacted? What? Redacted. Well, it's, it's for Redacted, <laughs> you know. What's it short for? Redacted. Redacted. I can't actually believe we haven't covered this yet. We're like, we've definitely talked about the Flatwoods Monster a lot on this podcast. So I think it's time we actually cover this famous creature. Are you ready to hear the story of the Flatwoods Monster? Super ready. I think it might, I think it might rise your, you know, your alien numbers up a little bit. Maybe we'll get that extra 4%. You'll be in the 69. We'll see. (laughs) So the year is 1952 and it's September 12th. It's the time of the year where the evenings are getting shorter and there's a bit of a chill in the air. And two brothers, Edward and Fred May and their friend Tommy Heyer, they're outside playing in the schoolyard. So it's kind of late in the evening. It's about 7 p.m. And they were 13 years old, 12 years old, and 10 year old. Just the three of them. So they're pretty young. They're like kids out playing or whatever. And it's 1952. You know, they're not playing with their Game Boys. They're not playing with their their Tamagotchis. They're out playing with rocks and sticks. Not getting distracted. Yeah, yeah. Not looking at their TikToks and their phones there. And suddenly, one of the boys spots a light in the sky. And he says, look. So they all look and they see what they describe as a fire in the sky. Now, I know what you're thinking, Oshin. It's got to be a meteor. But apparently, it was moving too slow to have been a meteor. It kind of was moving with purpose. It had this pulsating red light streak coming out of it. Mm. So the three boys watch as the fireball crashes into the side of a hill on a nearby farm. Now, so far, the story has actually kind of reminded me of the space penguins. <laughs> which I absolutely <laughs> love. They're going to come out like... Because <laughs> it's just because it landed on a farm, you know? Ribbons, man. <laughs> Absolutely love that episode. If anybody hasn't listened to that episode and they're listening to this one, go listen to the pen- Penguins episode. It's great. If I was one of these boys, I would have ran straight to the site of the, you know, the crash or whatever. Yeah, um, me too. Immediately. Like, that's exactly where I would have gone. But they were pretty smart. We'd be the first to go, Kaylee. <laughs> We'd be the first to go. We'd be the first to be dead. Um, they were pretty smart. And they actually ran home to their mom first to tell her. Kathleen May who was a badass, by the way. Imagine being the mother of these boys as they frantically run into the house screaming about a UFO. But Kathleen May was just a badass. She was a really cool mom. And she was like, come on then, let's go find this UFO. Like, (laughs) she was... (laughs) So she decides to go with them. You know, I I imagine she thought it was like a firework or something normal, but she just indulged them and was like, okay, let's go find this 
crashed spaceship. So That's Kathleen, good parenting right there. Yeah, yeah, it is. <laughs> Kathleen and the boys set out to find the mysterious ball of fire. They ended up like, so the group kind of just, they just started walking and they basically just, you know, they'd pass somebody and they'd be like, where are you guys heading off so late? And Catherine would be like, no time to explain. We got aliens to catch. So they ended up p- picking up two more <laughs> children and Eugene Lemon, who was the West Virginia National Guardsman. It's not just all mm-hmm. kids and Kathleen. And <laughs> uh, Eugene actually had like a, f- a bit of equipment with him. So he had a flashlight and stuff. Nobody else even bothered picking up a flashlight. <laughs> Yeah, they also had a dog with them. Uh, apparently, it was one of the village stray dogs that you just used to hang around the village. So they kind of just brought him with them. His name was Richie. The, the, this sounds like a classic, you know, coming of age yeah, right? movie from the 80s. This is like the Goonies. like. <laughs> it's very like Stranger Things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And they were running up that hill, you know. <laughs> but as they were approaching the hill, the dog ran ahead of them into this mist. And they could hear the dog barking and yelping. And then they saw oh, the no. dog run away back down towards the town. So the dog oh, just like right. ran into the mist and was like... <laughs> and then ran away. Um, and as the group approached the top of the hill, they entered the mist. And apparently it smelled so strong that it made their eyes water. And it, like it hurt for them to inhale. What sort of smell? like? Uh, they described the smell as like a sulfur-like smell or a metal smell. Okay. Oh. Yeah, it was very strange. Um, and as they made their way through the mist, they noticed a pulsating ball of fire in between the trees. It's just kind of menacingly sitting there, pulsating. Like, like something out of the Bible or something. Lemon, who was the National Guardsman, noticed what he believed to be two lights in the trees to the left of the glowing ball. So they all kind of see this at the same time, and he swings his flashlight in that direction to shine it at the lights. And that's when they spot the creature. It was tall, around ten foot tall with a red face almost the shape of an ace of spades and it had kind of like a bell shaped body to it and it seemed to hover where it was like it wasn't standing on anything it was just hovering above the ground and it kind of had this weird glow about it uh, most of the people who saw it including like lemon kind of just got a glimpse of its eyes because it wasn't exactly a strong flashlight he kind of flashed it in that direction and saw its head kind of chest area and just a general shape of its bottom which was the the bell shape but the mom, Catherine, said that she saw claw-like hands on the side of it. So she reckons she's seen hands on the thing. Which is just terrifying. I mean, like, that's just a horrifying thing to encounter. <laughs> so when you when you first said Flatwoods Monster, it was like, all right, cool. I remember, you know, reading about this, like, age six or something. Yeah. In my cousin's house. And, like, you know, a Reader's Digest UFOs <laughs> book. Yeah. And... I was like, okay, yeah, cool. Now, back in the day, it terrified me. But you doing that, the description there with like the eyes and the head and the belch and then the claws. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I'm remembering, I was sitting down on the couch downstairs and I actually had to put the book away and hide it <laughs> on myself for the rest of our, our stay in my cousin's house. Like that, oh my like, God, man. And I went off, I went off Space and Aliens for easily a month just, just because it out of the this. back. Come on. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, it was terrifying. Yeah, it but is yeah, a particularly yeah. haunting image. Um, yeah, it's terrifying. But as soon as the light kind of hit the creature, it began to hiss at them. So it just made this hiss noise. like <laughs> It's getting worse. It's getting worse. And it just started to hover towards them. So it didn't even walk. It didn't even... It just kind of slowly moved towards them like a, like a Roomba just <laughs> coming at them. So it's no wonder the dog ran for, you know, 
yeah, if you're enjoying the podcast, by the way, guys, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Uh, the Patreon really helps us keep the podcast going, and we have so many plans for the podcast, and it really, really helps us out. With the help of the Patreons, Oshin was able to purchase a door. Yep. That's not true. Room we did, has we a didn't door. use the Patreon money for a door. No, no. no, no that's a joke. <laughs> um, well, the room does have a new door, though. You can also support us by leaving a review wherever you listen to the podcast. That also really helps us out. Let me show you a picture of the Flatwoods monster, Oshin. Um, okay. You already know what it looks like, obviously, because here's an image of the Flatwoods that's monster. That's the one. Yeah. <laughs> that, that's it. That, <laughs> I'm getting childhood trauma. Heart palpitations. Calm rem- down, man. No, Calm down. Oh, <laughs> that's terrifying. It is really scary looking. So, like I described it earlier, it kind of has like an... For anybody listening, it has kind of like a spade head. So, it like the... You know, you see on the cards. And then just kind of like, like a bell bottom. like an onion. Yeah, yeah. And just this face with these massive eyes and these claws. It's just the most bizarre alien description that I can think of. It's freaking me out. <laughs> So what would you do in this situation, Oshin? You've just stumbled across this creature, and now it's hissing at you and coming towards you. Oh, I'm out of there. Yeah. Like, for the first time ever, I was, was going to say I'm, I'm out of there. Like. <laughs> yep, you guessed it, because literally everybody in that story ran away as well. <laughs> that was the, like, the picture The picture alone is triggering my flight response. Like. The thing is, like, it looks small enough in that picture, too, but imagine that, but, like, 10 foot tall. Like, I'd be, like, yeah. up to its stomach. Like, See, that... I remember when I read it, I thought it was only a wee small thing. Nah. But but now you tell me now, like, I'm getting all the old fears and now I'm getting, like, the extra ones because, like, this thing is 10 foot tall. <laughs> like, what? Yeah. <laughs> like, it would have to peer down at me. Yeah, yeah, it would. Yeah, so when they get back to the house, all of the crew, the, the whole Goonies gang, they all run back to Catherine's house. Uh, they decide to call the police and they make a report on what they've seen. So, like, pretty much everything they've done so far has been totally normal. Like... This is good stuff that you should do. Mm. Run away from the creature, call the police. So the sheriff shows up with a local newspaper reporter and they all go up to take a look for this creature with Eugene Lemon, the man who had the flashlight that was shown on the creature. So when they get there, they see that the craft and creature are gone, but the really thick smell in the air, the smell of the sulfur is still really, really pungent in that area. And the trees were singed on the top and a few of the branches were broken, like something had crash-landed there. They kind of gathered that something had happened there, but they, you know, there was no alien, so they couldn't say for certain. Or there was no, like, footprints, I guess, because the alien hovered around the place. He hovers, yeah. Yeah. So this is the sad part of the story, but apparently later that day, the dog was found in the village dead. No! Not entirely sure what killed him, but people reckon it was the gas that the creature was emitting, the alien creature. Uh, the dog apparently had, like, skin sores that kind of resembled like a mustard gas attack uh. yeah uh, some of the kids and even the adults who had inhaled the mist did report having issues with their uh, breathing for weeks afterwards even their throats were all cut up and it wasn't good for anybody to be inhaling that stuff whatever it was but I thought that was it I thought that was the end of the Flatwoods monster encounters and there was only ever one sighting but apparently there is actually more to the stories because these kids weren't the only ones to encounter this creature. This is an encounter by a woman named Audra Harper, who was near Heaters, which is about three miles north of Flatwoods. And this encounter took place the same day before the original sighting. So this is the account written by Audra herself. Uh, She was there with her friend when they encountered the creatures. 
One night, Jay and I started to the store and were taking a near out through a field. We looked up on the hill and saw a fire. I said, I wonder who that is up there. And she said, oh, probably Jess, fox chasing. We might have said half a dozen words and glanced back up again. And this time, it was a ball of fire. This time, we couldn't take our eyes away. As quick as quick can be, the ball of fire vanished and a tall black figure, three heights of a man, stood in the same place. We started running, crossing a barbed wire fence that I never even saw and came to a gate. We opened it and Jay started to close it. It is right behind us, she said. I didn't think it was possible for it would have to run twice the distance we did. I turned around and fastened the gate before I looked up. There it stood. I can't remember anything but just this huge black shape. We turned and ran through a field that in daylight you can hardly find a path between the rocks and boulders. Jay had the light and I didn't have any, but I never even stubbed my toe. I think God must have been directing my feet. We made it to the store, half scared to death, knowing we still have to return the same way we came. We tried to borrow a gun, but everyone thought we were just imagining things. They didn't believe a word we said. We started back alone, but two neighbor boys had come down for a beer and they went back past this awful place with us. To have an experience like this and have no one believe us was terrible to bear. Then a woman and some children saw a huge form of a sort at Flatwoods, a few miles from us, and they even had her on the television and wrote a big story about the Flatwoods monster. I know we saw something just as bad. I'm 33 years old and there is no insanity in our family. I think I am at least average in smartness, but think me crazy if you will. I will never believe anything else. Yeah, so that's her account of seeing the Flatwoods creature. It's eerie. It Three heights of a man. Like, <laughs> yeah. <ugh. laughs> and also how fast it is. Yeah, what's up with that? I suppose it doesn't have to climb over rocks or, you know, jump over a fence. Mm. It can just hover. I feel Don't like you like could it. really easily make a drone of the Flatwood monster to scare people. Oh my God. Because <laughs> it would just make like a, kind of a hissing noise. The yeah. <laughs> Now I know what I got to do. Give me ideas. <laughs> Don't give me ideas. To conquer my fears, I have become them. Yeah. But I had never heard that encounter. It's just interesting that she mentions the ball of fire at the start as well. And I didn't know this either. There was actually a third sighting of the Flatwoods (gasps) monster. Yep. Which I also didn't know about. So this actually takes place uh, the following day. And it was a couple and their baby. They were driving in their car in a place called... (laughs) Sorry. So the following day, a couple and their baby were driving in their car in a place called Strange Creek. Yep. I know. Perfect. I know. Perfect. <laughs> what a name. What's up with America That's and their new names? Netflix, you know. Strange Creek. <laughs> Strange Creek. When all of a sudden, their car engine cuts out. They try their best to get the car running again, but they pull over to the side of the road and decide to just wait for help. It's not a busy road, so they're not expecting help anytime soon. That's just all they can do. They then started to notice this horrible smell. A smelly smell that smells smelly. A smell of sulfur. So the baby starts crying because babies can sense impending doom, you know. That's not even paranormal. When the couple looked up, they could see a light in front of them and a very tall creature standing over their car, over the bonnet of the car. So they start screaming, right? And they're trying their best to, like, find cover in the car. So they're trying to hide in the car from this creature. And apparently the creature, Mm -hmm. with its long fingers, just rubbed them along the side of the car. So imagine this is you hiding from this 10-foot crawl... 10 foot tall monster in your car and you can just hear the no. as it scratches its fingers along the car I don't like this <laughs> no. 
This episode needed to come with like a an ocean warning for the recording, you know that? <laughs> I was not prepared. <laughs> well, tough shit. <laughs> uh, now I know what to dress up as to scare the shit out of you. But the creature went silent after that and disappeared back into the woods. And the couple managed to start their car and drive away. Now I've heard different accounts of this. One of the accounts is that they couldn't start the car until the following morning. So I'm not 100% sure on that one. I couldn't find any actual statement or whatever. The only difference between this creature and the other two was that this one was described as having more of a serpent head. So it didn't have the like spade mm. head. I was just wondering if it had its hood up in the first two encounters or something. <gasps> it could have. <laughs> you know? Because <laughs> yeah. they didn't really describe a face. They just saw the eyes and the shape. So does it have I like a it helmet or something? slightly more manageable for me. That it has a hood? I don't know why. <laughs> Yeah. You're a strange man, Oshin. I don't know. <laughs> but like, okay, like, so so let's pretend for one second that they're not all, all three of them are the same creature. That's messed up to begin with, <laughs> you know? <laughs> but then it's like, if they're all like, they're more or less within a day of each other or less. Yeah. Like, word doesn't travel that quick back then. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's a few things that do go against the Flatwoods monster. So I just thought I'd read these out because you like to be skeptical, you know? But, you know, it's important to see both sides of something. Yeah, absolutely. Number one is that there apparently was a meteor in that area that night, which could explain the ball of fire that the boys saw. Like, it was reported multiple people saw the meteor. Number two is that the area has natural hot springs, which can smell like sulfur sometimes. The argument for this as well is that, you know, like, I refuse to believe that these people wouldn't know what that smells like. They wouldn't know the difference. Like, even the sheriff said that it was a very strong smell. And it's mentioned in all three stories as well that they smelled Mm -hmm. this thing. So, I don't know. That's just one of the arguments. And number three is that the creature sounds like it was an owl. That's legit what some people thought it was, was an owl. Like... How can it be an owl? It's 10 foot tall. It doesn't make any Who sense. Who is this hooty freak like? <laughs> if it was an tall. owl sighting, then it was definitely a sighting of Mothman or something because owls are not that big. <laughs> no. It's just so weird. Yeah, but the stories stay pretty consistent on the description of the creature for the most part. Mm. Like, like d- d- other than that one that said it was like a serpent. Yeah, but the rest is like the, oh, the fingers. Man. The fingies. Oh, uh, <laughs> I don't like that. Um... Yeah, I don't know. The Flatwoods monster is just so distinct from any other alien sighting that part of me just wants to believe it. Like, its massive head, the smell, the height. It's just so different. So, yeah, no, see, part of me wants to believe it because I've just given it so much, like, free rent in my head. Yeah. Growing up. Um, so that's why it has to be real. Because, like, otherwise I would have been wasting my time. That's why I died. <laughs> 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 that's totally fair. Yeah, it's absolutely terrifying. Uh, oddly enough, the Flatwoods monster has a massive following in Japan. Like, even as far back as the 60s in Japan, they've been fascinated with this creature. I love it. It's just really weird. Like, it just appears on a load of media over there. Um, <laughs> yeah, so it's in, like, a ton of stuff. It's even in one of your favorites, Oshin. Uh, the Flatwoods monster was actually in Legend of Zelda's uh, Majora's Mask. Yeah, no, I, I scrolled down in the Wikipedia and there's a picture of the... <laughs> There's the, the rendering of the Flatwoods monster that you sent on. It's just like, ooh, <laughs> jump scared. <laughs> yeah, the abdu- they, uh, they do abductions in it. Yeah. It's so cool, man. I love the Flatwoods monster. Why does West Virginia have so many cryptids? There's got to be an essay on that somewhere, right? Time to visit. Yeah, the, the 
Fatwoods Monster is also in Fallout 76, but like which crypt it isn't at this stage. Anything in West Virginia <laughs> is in Fallout 76. Got Mothman, the Snally Gaster, Flatwoods Monster. Mountain Mama. So what do you think of the Flatwoods Monster? I think otherworldly or otherwise is definitely something. Mm-hmm. So you think spooky. they actually saw something out there then? I think they probably saw something. It's the whole like three three parties with similar stories sort of thing, un- yeah. unrelated. Yeah, yeah. I love this story, and the more I dove into it, the more I loved it. Uh, I wish I could do a whole special on just the Flatwoods monster, because it's just so cool-looking, and it has mm-hmm. like this weird cult following. It, it predates the, the Mothman and everything in West Virginia, so... In total, I think it's easily worth 4%. I am 69% convinced. Yes! We got there, baby! <laughs> okay, that's all I wanted for this episode. <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. it's it's terrifying. It's it's just as terrifying now as it was when I was a kid reading about it. Um, I definitely want to disappear down the rabbit hole, especially the Japanese following. That sounds crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's really weird. One of the weird things I find with the Flatwoods monster is that it's it's typically considered to be an alien because of the hmm. sighting of the th- the ship crashing or whatever it was, the big ball of fire. Yeah, but like people see green aliens all the time. There hasn't mm-hmm. been another sighting of the Flatwoods monster since, what, 1950s? It's like uh, people say that people see the green aliens because they see it in media and stuff. But like the Flatwoods monster is all over the place and there's no sightings of it. You know what I mean? Yeah, be inter- uh, let me see, in the 50s. So there was, wouldn't have been a huge amount of media about the other things. Uh, it was a couple of years after the Roswell incident. Right. So people yeah. would have been a kind of more aware of it. There would have been a bit more Pulp Fiction about I don't know if you call it mm-hmm. fiction, but there would have been a bit more fiction about aliens and stuff, but nothing like the Flatwoods monster. Usually, that, it's just always like, been very unique. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the things that stands for it, though. If this was just another alien grace sighting, everyone would just be like, "Oh yeah, whatever." Yeah, but the description is just like, "What the fuck? <laughs> How can this yeah. be a real thing?" It, and the thing is, it doesn't even have to be extraterrestrial in origin for it to be paranormal, you know? Yeah. It, it could have been drawn to the hill for the exact same reason that they were, just to see what this... That's true, too. ...ball was, you know? <laughs> so awkward. The, the Flatwoods monsters also saw a meteor crash and was like, hey, hey I'm uh, gonna go check that out, and then runs into this family. <laughs> you, you come here often. Start hissing at it, you know, kill their dog, as you do. <laughs> Unless it is actually, like, the precursor to Mothman, and he was there looking for Lamp. Oh, oh, that's genius. I didn't even think yeah, of that. Mm. A Mothman sighting, mislabeled. <laughs> I don't think the Mothman smells of sulfur, though. I've never got a no. good whiff of him, though, so maybe he does. <laughs> I do like this this cryptid's reaction to people, though. Yeah. They looked at it, and it was like... <laughs> Same. <laughs> it's relatable. Someone asked me for something in work, like... <laughs> My fingers turn into spikes. <laughs> <laughs> Loom over them ten foot tall. <laughs> hey, can you pass me that? <laughs> yeah, that's everything on the Flatwoods Monster, guys. I hope you enjoyed that. And if you know anything about the Flatwoods Monster that I didn't cover, or if you yourself have ever encountered the Flatwoods Monster, or any alien creature, send us an email at paranormalhotlinepodcast at gmail.com. Thanks so much for listening, guys. And we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs> Ha <laughs>